I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Dirt on Flowers. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, Shane. Morning. Good morning. It is early. <laughs> we are. We're recording early. <laughs> we're recording early this morning just because we've got all. With this, is like at least on our farm, this is kind of like the last week of warm-ish weather. So it's like all hands on deck to try and get you know all the dahlias finished, tulips planted, all that kind of stuff. So we're early, early, and I'm drinking my lemon water, which is not quite hitting the same as, as I'd like for my coffee to hit. So, you know, just you can't, you can't see it, but she, every time she takes a drink, she does this like shudder. Although we do have video recording on, so maybe you can see we it. Do. Oh yeah. But I'm in my, oh, I'm in my PJ. Look chills. at those PJs. I know. Those, <laughs> I know. Those are Cute. snazzy. Yes, I know. I'm feeling it this morning, but. I know. I know. I think I just have too much lemon in it. I'm just a coffee. You know, I'm just all about my coffee. So it just, I miss mm -hmm. it. I really do. But I'll, I'll have some a little bit. But you're good. This so, is just like you're you're doing the lemon water in the morning and then you're going to go to your coffee. It's like you're just yes, priming yeah. the gut system. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying I not that to for like a little while. literally, like literally like live on coffee for the first eight hours of my day. <laughs> Most days, like half the time I don't eat. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, fueled by mm -hmm. caffeine. So just yeah. trying to do better, I guess. So yeah. I know we're I know we talk about, oh, you know, Lindsay and I used to talk a lot at the beginning of our businesses, and we still do um, all the time. But really one of the first things that Lindsay coached, I'm like air quoting because it was more just like a fun conversation with a friend, just just kind of, you know, picking her brain, was on a, having a Christmas business, adding a Christmas business to our farm. So Lindsay, how long have you been doing? You did – Christmas for a long time. Yeah, I've done it probably I was thinking about this like when we were doing this episode notes, like 16 years or something. I think I've been doing Christmas oh greens. My um gosh. and it was just because I worked That's at the amazing. garden center. Yeah, it's been mm -hmm. and I I, I started out with working at the garden center and I kind of, that's how I learned how to do it from one of the ladies that worked there. And then um when I left, I was like, oh, this would be a really fun um you know, side hustle sort of thing. And so at Christmas time, I would just, I started a little Christmas business and it was, um, actually my mom just found the flyers in her yoga studio that I had made Aww. back then. She was like, I have something for you. <laughs> so um, yeah, she brought it over. I Aww. made little brochures that had like pricing and stuff and, uh, Aww. would pass them out. And I eventually got to the point, I sold at the farmer's market. I eventually got to the point where, um, I just had enough standing orders every year that, it was enough mm -hmm. for me and I quit doing the farmer's markets uh, and then I just continued to kind of do it. And then it was just sort of a natural thing to sort of add mm -hmm. to the farm when I opened Wild Root up. I remember where yeah. I was talking to you. I was laying in bed. We talked for like an hour and a half or two hours. A long that time. Night, yes. 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 I was like, who would have thought you could talk about Christmas greens? I was like, <laughs> we just, you know, you just kept going. But yeah, yeah, I remember that call. And I, 
Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, I, I, I was, I'm, if you guys have never done a Christmas business, I was, I was just like you, I was like starting at ground zero. Like I had never made a wreath. I had never done anything, anything like that. So for me, it was like really like something brand new. And what I was finding in my business is that I had all these people waiting once my flowers, the frost killed off my flowers. I had all these people waiting for like, what's the next thing for me? I had these people like ready and willing to buy. And I'm like, okay, what do I give them? Because they were like, okay, what's next? They were just like so excited to like go on the journey with the farm. And I'm like, okay, well, and I know Lindsay had done Christmas. I'm like, well, maybe I'll do some reads. So I know that this episode's, we're trying to make it very timely because, um, we are literally just going to get started doing Christmas stuff next week on our farm. And I think that if you're listening to this on Friday and you're thinking, geez, like, hey, I really maybe I want to take a shot or I want to try some things like my first year, um, I didn't do very much. I put it out there the best that I could, but I took a lot of pictures. I learned. And even if that's like, the first step that you're taking this year and it's something that you want to do for your business. Like for me, you might not want to, and and that would be okay too. Right. Linz. I mean, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Oh no. And I think one of the things that we're going to talk about, or I'm going to mention at some point is like profitability Mm -hmm. with it. And like some of the things that I learned and that I've, you know, made adjustments to. Um, so yeah, it may not be a good fit for you. Um, which is Mm -hmm. totally fine. Uh, but even, like you said, just kind of a trial year just for you to kind of play around with it. Yeah. Um, and I think I do struggle personally, like every year um, following farms, other farms. And it's like, I see stuff pop up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what everybody is doing. You know, it's like you can get in yeah. that scarcity kind of mindset with it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. just, of course, like yeah. it's a natural fit yes. for a farm. Um, so don't be discouraged if you feel like the person right beside you is doing it. There's other people that sell greenery at our market. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other florists and business in town here that still, you know, run their Christmas business. So um, don't be discouraged by that. But just it would be a fun thing for you to just try, even if it was on small scale. Good morning, Hadley. Yes, 100 <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, the the first year that we did it, I think I maybe sold 50 wreaths, which I was like completely shocked by, but I was happy with, and it it did take a while for me to like kind of figure out my groove. Um, and so that, that's kind of the way it started, started with me. So, um, if you still want to, you still have a little bit of time to make what I call kind of like off season money. I'm going to be completely honest that it's not like my the most profitable thing that I do. It depends on which aspect of it. I know you'd probably agree, Linz. Like my wreath mm-hmm. workshops and stuff, I are probably the most profitable Christmas thing that I do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you agree with that, Linz? Yeah, no, I do. I think, and that's the profitability piece. Um, it's a lower profit mm-hmm. margin. And it is because we're buying material in for this is what kind of makes that definitely some things that you can forage. Absolutely. There's ways to um, some tricks to kind of lower your cost in this. But um, it is, you know, there's quite a bit of labor involved with handling. Um, But I would say workshops Mm -hmm. are are my, you know, the biggest money maker for me on that. But you still have, you know, ribbon cost and hot glue and wire and all these things that don't, you know, we don't normally, we're not normally dealing with, with flowers. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, and certainly there's ways to change, you know, so um, 
holly berry, for example, ilex, mm-hmm. you know, the winterberry holly. Yeah. It's like we just we just planted a bunch of it on the farm because it's like I buy this in by the truckload. Not really because yeah. I can't afford it. Um, but it's extremely expensive to purchase mm-hmm. in. And it's like it is what sells the it's arrangements for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it sells yeah. those those reeds and stuff, those berries on there. People absolutely love it. Um, a red twig dogwood. Some of those things, you know, that we mm-hmm. can plant to reduce those costs, some greenery, um, some things we can forage. So, But yeah, I would I would really agree with you on that. It's just like not the highest profit margin, but it's still money in the yeah. door and it's still profit margin that makes it worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, it keeps employees um, busy for an extra three-ish weeks, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about different business avenues with doing a Christmas business, wreaths um, is one, you know, having a wreath workshop. And we're going to talk about all of these a little bit, Um, doing arrangements, pots, you know, bouquets. Um, We we do all all of those things. and, 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 and they're all good. They're, and they, they, I think they all attract different customers, you know, too. So, um, mm-hmm. and they're all pretty easy. I feel like the, the learning curve is like, is not that steep with the Christmas stuff. Like once you get going and you find your groove with it, it's pretty easy to like develop a style and it's, it's pretty easy to teach and learn, which was nice too, if you have employees working with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Greenery, if you depending on where you are, you know, in the country, the best green, like the best greenery that I mm-hmm. I personally feel, um, Fraser fir is in mm-hmm. I guess when I'm refer let me I guess qualify this a little bit. So when I'm referring to best greenery, it's about needle retention and color retention. So how does it hold its color? How do the needles stay on? Um, because not everybody's gonna use their wreath outside. Some people want to put it inside. They like that smell. And so it does make a huge difference. Obviously, you can imagine um, higher heat and lower humidity. It's going to just make everything sort of um, brown out mm-hmm. quicker. Fraser fur or any real, any type of fur, noble fur, mm-hmm. um, they have crazy good n- needle retention and color. So they will fade just a little bit, but them suckers don't come off. Um, I jokingly say that you can like hide Easter eggs in them, you know, you could turn that Christmas wreath into like a spring wreath really easily. <laughs> a couple oh, years ago, I'm not kidding. A couple years ago, we had a wreath um, outside on our barn, and it was our farm to t- our August farm to table dinner. I think it was oh the year, yeah, and I was like, we should probably take this down. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a little toast, but you know, oh I'm just saying, you gosh. can yeah have them on there long time. Yeah. Um, but Fraser fur is like a really good base um, to use. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my that's my favorite for those. Um, if, with spruce, spruce does not hold. So if you have um, yeah. Norway spruce, don't use it. It, it you could mm-hmm. use it outside in a container, but for a wreath, you can't use it. Um, if especially if it's going to be, it just drops those needles so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I source a couple different ways. Um, my basic like Fraser fur, I source from a local Christmas tree farm. They sell us wholesale trees, um, at a low cost and we trim them, break down the green. So there is a lot of labor associated with that piece. So if I, I did not do that when I was just starting off and I was just by myself, I ordered in, um, you can like order in, 
bunches of Fraser fur basically from your wholesaler. So I, I would contact your local wholesaler. I know our local wholesalers are still out there saying, hey, get your Christmas green. So I know that they do stock quantity on that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, I do think it's a little cheaper to go with a Christmas tree farm if you have one who's getting rid of kind of like, I hate saying junk trees, but just trees that are misshapen. They, they kind of sell those things off. Um, and that's kind of our scenario here. You can also have, um, if there's a company that does like tree trimming in your area, you know, you can maybe oh, reach yeah. out to a company that does that um, does that and see if they have any, uh, you know, trimmings for evergreens or anything like that. Um, you know, I have actually a couple of my sources are trees that are on private property that I legit yeah. give them a centerpiece every year. It oh. beats going in in black clothes at night with a headlamp. You know, I mean, I've, <laughs> there's been a lot of, I, there's, you know, I, I don't encourage stealing. Um, but you can just, you know, I go up and knock on the door and say, Hey, like, you know, I it just say it's, it's not going to be noticeable mm-hmm. what I'm trimming. I don't take a lot, but some of it for like Southern Magnolia and things that a lot of people yes. order in, like I have a source for it. Oh, that's um, nice. so that's like, yeah. So just like being creative yeah. with those ways, it's like, that does save me on the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like a, a lot of people are like, oh, you can't just, you know, forage it all. And I think, um, I just really like want to urge like knowing what you're cutting and making sure that it's going to have a good customer end product. Like it's not just like any evergreen you can cut and put into a wreath. And so I really, what I try to do is make sure I really have a really good like Fraser fur um, or any kind of fur. I've used Noble fur before. That, that's not bad. Um, uh, like a, just a really strong base. That way your your wreath isn't like <laughs> wilting down to nothing to just branches um, in front of people's eyes before, at least before Christmas. So um, I really do think I would try to make sure you actually know what you are foraging and it's not just like any old evergreen, um, just if you are thinking about your, um, your customer. Um, something about needle retention too is we do use like a finishing spray. Um, it's called Wilt proof, um, P R U F, um, and it's kind of like a, isn't it? It's like has like a oil or something in some kind of coating. It's a polymer. For the needles. Yeah, yeah. It's a, like a polymer, like a plastic, um, and mm-hmm. it's it's not. It doesn't. You don't see it, but you mix it. So it's actually used for. Um, originally, it was used in the landscape world. So boxwood oh. and certain evergreens get. Uh, wind burn really bad. So the Mm -hmm. winter months, when the wind blows, it pulls that moisture out. And what this does, you just go through and spray it, you mix it with water, it's a concentrate, and um, Mm -hmm. you spray it on those boxwoods. And so you've probably seen them where they start to turn like that orangey brown color. It's wind burn. Mm -hmm. So when you see that. Um, So just spraying that on, it helps kind of protect them. uh, And it, it eventually just sort of like washes off into the summer. But it does the same thing with uh, it's similar to oh, what's that? What's the floral thing that people use that hold? It oh, in? like um, crowning glory or something, right? No. Yes, yeah. yes, that's yeah. it. I hate that. I don't know like why. Like a hydration spray kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> crowning glory. So I'm not a fan yeah. of that name. I'm like, come up with something else. <laughs> it just yeah, just like a hydration spray kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So but it just it kind of does the same thing. It just seals it in and holds it. And it's you can get it. Where do you find yours? I think on Amazon or my wholesaler, mm. one or the other, I think typically has it. 
landscape companies would probably have it, or garden centers would probably oh. have it too. Oh, okay. Most of them yeah. sell it. Yeah, I I do use it, and I um there were a, like my home wreath I forgot to spray uh last year, and I I honestly I, I feel like I could tell the difference. Um, so when people like one of the questions that you're going to get if you're selling wreaths and arrangements is how long is this going to last? And I think the general rule of thumb for me is that I say well, this is why I say hey. For me, I put my wreath outside on my front door and I'm pretty much taking it down around Valentine's Day. And that's kind of like, mm-hmm. for me, that's when I'm ready to like move on to something else. And people are like, what? Oh my gosh. You know, they just kind of think like, oh, well, this is live and it's just going to, it's going to die before Christmas. I, generally, I think customers just want to, um, want it to last through Christmas. But I try to say like, hey, it's, I mean, it's not, if you take, if you have like a plaid bow on it, it's a little Christmas, but you could like pluck your red berries out if you want and just have like just a beautiful evergreen wreath after Christmas. And that's how I do mine. So that's kind of like the general rule of thumb I give people. If it's going to be inside in the heat um, of your home, then generally it kind of sucks the moisture. So I say it'll last through Christmas, but it'll probably be pretty toasty at that point. Um, mm-hmm. what don't what, hang what it over your fireplace? Do? Yes, <laughs> that's one thing. Do not hang it over yeah. your fireplace. It's just like, yes, yeah, you do, it's not, you don't want to be liable for that. Um, I say the same thing, that's what I kind of set them <laughs> up and say, like, I, I honestly I say two months because even inside, um, yeah. with those, they will discolor if you're using the right greens, um, mm-hmm. you know, but they'll still, uh, and even if you're using you know, some like dried floral elements, which we're going to talk about here in a second, then it it fades a little bit, but it still holds its color. Mm-hmm. So what would yeah. you put in your wreath that you're saying to somebody, okay, it's going to last two months? Like what would those greens be just to like summarize them? Yeah. Um, they would be a Fraser fir. So typically my wreath bases are Fraser fir. Um, why am I blank? Oh, uh, white pine. So I'll add some white pine into mine. And I, depending on the wreath style, either like boxwood or I like that um, cedar. Um, mm-hmm. Oh gosh, am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, no. Oxford yeah. cedar no. or. Yes. Thank you. Like the lime green. Um, it's, it has like a mm-hmm. lime green color. So I try to have like at least three different greens for um, just for like texture and variety as like my wreath base. And then from there I'm adding in other other pieces and parts. So, and I've, I've never ever had anybody complain about how long the wreath lasts. It's always like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how long that thing lasted. So, um, Mm. I really do think people are surprised on that. Yeah, no, I would agree. One thing too, I just thought of is, uh, important to not set your greenery when you're doing prep work for all of this on concrete because it will suck the moisture right out of them. So lay a tarp down. So if you're working on concrete, um, we store most of our greenery like on the uh, west side of our barn. And so it stays like this time of year, it doesn't get any sun. It stays cooler Mm -hmm. uh, unless it's like 70 out. And we'll like spray them with like a little bit of water every once in a while. But they are on grass. They're not on concrete. So yeah. Yeah. You can keep them in a cooler too. They just want to stay dark and cold. Uh, Yes. Um, so like generally when we order some of our extra stuff in from the wholesaler, like for us, we're receiving it next week, early next week, and then we'll get started making arrangements. We, as far as other things that we source, um, we, if we're talking, uh, different like, you know, materials, 
we do, we, I don't have a magnolia leaf source. I would love to have one, but I don't. So I buy the magnolia tips um, and I hot glue those into my wreath. So the way that I make at least our wreaths is I have a wreath clamp machine, a clamp machine. Um, so I don't hand, um, you can definitely. And I, I did that my first year was using the floral wire, just like wrapping the bunches as you go around a circular wreath base. Um, I have a clamp machine now, so, um, it makes it a lot, a little quicker and easier. Um, so we make our bases and then we add in the extra components with hot glue. Um, are you still doing that too, Linz? Um, yeah. So if I'm making it on a clamp table, I make it mm-hmm. as I go. I'm not gluing yeah. okay. anything in oh, Okay. if I'm doing it that oh. way. Yeah. I take the ingredients mm-hmm. and I I mix it. So when the wreath's done, the wreath's mm-hmm. done. The only thing that we oh. hot glue in are pine co- – or we'll do pine cones. Okay. And berries. Do or berries. Ber- do you- yes. Yeah, berries. Mm-hmm. Okay, those two. Okay, yep. I'm going to do yep. that this year because that, that would like eliminate a step. I like that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. we we also order in juniper berries, the cedar. I order in – we have some eucalyptus, um, but we order in the spiral and um, seeded uke. Um, winter, I actually have a farm near me who was a winterberry farm. They, they grow a lot of it. So I order just from our local farm here, the winterberry, and it is definitely – if you can get your hands on some beautiful winterberry or grow it yourself – Whole, if you could grow it yourself, you could just sell it. it that is a crazy profitable plant. Um, mm-hmm. And they're so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting some actually some orange winterberry for some of my Thanksgiving stuff. Fun. Just, I mean, gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then the red twig dogwoods, I know we mentioned that before, too, are all good add-ins um, to wreaths. Or if you grow curly willow, you can use spray oh, paint yes, or I just do. sticks. So like I'll yes. go out and I like harvest sticks and then I spray paint them red. Like that's what I used to do. I I don't have – my red twig really? dogwood isn't like – yes. And they hold. It holds. You just, oh. I just go to Lowe's oh and gosh. lay them out on a tarp and spray them down and they just – they'll pop in arrangement. Um, so if you have yeah. curly willow, that's a fun kind of – it looks similar to a red twig dogwood. Nobody would know really the difference. But mm-hmm. um, just like go out and – you know, walk in the woods and find some sticks that are like thin, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you could come back and just like Fun. wispy little. Yeah. Yeah. Saves you some. I, saves you this some year. Yeah. This year, as far as like wreath pre-orders, what we did is we kind of have like three like simple-ish styles and then we're going to have an open house where we're going to get like more free with like the different styles and have more a little bit more fun with it. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. But some extra unexpected ingredients are dried flowers, which I'm adding this year. Lindsay has always been my inspiration in the dried flower front. Um, and she does a lot of that kind of stuff. So any, any recommendations on those lens, like grasses and stuff like unexpected yeah, components? We, um, the, I, the dried flower thing is just super fun. And I always think about that mm-hmm. with um, like white gomfrina or red gomfrina, yeah. you know, that like you can kind of like add in. But really so even uh, one of my favorites I did last year was Solidago, um, which is – hang on. Oh, Golden goldenrod, goldenrod. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, to to use that yellow like gold pop, which is so pretty in there. Um, definitely grasses. They work. They will shed. Um, you know mm-hmm. some of those like miscanthus or panicums that you use. Uh, but if you have time, and I do this. Um, sometimes I do this for my workshops, but definitely for like the specialty wreaths that we're gonna sell. Dehydrated fruit like oranges, lemons, apples, 
um, you know, it's like the girls that work for me will be like, oh, we'll do some of them, you know, and they'll make some in the evening and I just yeah. pay them to make the dehydrate them. Um, so mm-hmm. the people love them in the workshops or yes. just on the Aww. wreath. There's just something. Cinnamon sticks, like that's yes. another like very classic Christmassy Ew. thing that you can kind of mm-hmm. add to like decoration wise. I, I tend to stay away from the balls, like the, you know, the Christmassy glittery. That's just not my yes. vibe. Some people like yeah. it. They may take it home and add it, but it's just not my style. So I tend to stay yeah. away from those. I, um, I had a wreath workshop person come like literally <laughs> – I have, this is a funny story. I about died. This was like my first workshop. And like everything that we do is like real natural based. You know what I mean? So the reads like she literally brought, I swear to gosh, it was like a Tupperware full of like, she like glitter bombed my entire area. She had like sparkly things like mirrored Christmas balls. <laughs> this <laughs> like whole thing. I'm like, Okay, feathers. So I've had people feathers oh. are fun. <laughs> yes, but they like are. I've had yes. like glittery feathers. And th- that's the glitter brings up a good point. <laughs> if you're hosting a workshop and it is not your space, okay? I don't even do I say no glitter. I literally say yeah. it because you could burn that building down and there would still be glitter somewhere. <laughs> like you'd be walking through the rubble. <laughs> like Oh, yes. there glitter. <laughs> there it is. Um, my first year that I did wreath, like a wreath workshop with the farm, we ran into space. I wasn't using the barn yet, and it was heated. And we, <laughs> the ribbon, the ribbon I bought had <laughs> oh glitter on it. Yes. No oh, idea. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get this deposit back. They, I guarantee they still have glitter in that building from when I was <laughs> guaranteed. Um, oh but we were gosh. like Swiffer pads trying to get it up. I was freaking out. I was tired. The last thing I went – so just no on the glitter. No glitter. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like – I feel like farm – you can totally do it, but I feel like if you're a farm, like the style should feel like more natural components as opposed like they could go to Sam's Club or whatever and get or Target and get like a glitter wreath, you know. So I would yeah. try to like stay in your lane and not try and please everybody in that arena. I feel like mm-hmm. more focused is better. So yes. yeah. Yeah, oh I agree. Gosh. So much glitter. So much glitter. There's, I have yeah. so many Christmas um, stories like just in general <laughs> Great, like try like great lengths <laughs> to get greenery and like I, I mean I slipped oh over a hill gosh. one time trying to get sumac branches because there's like red <laughs> sumac pods and I was like by myself yes. I'm like I'm literally oh gonna have to send out like smoke signals because I have no cell phone <laughs> I'm like out here there's been like I <laughs> one time sorry this, I'm derailing but one time I was <laughs> cutting this juniper that was. I don't even know if I should say this because there's local people here. Okay. So it was the hospital. I don't do this anymore. Not since I've got a farm name, but there was, I had my old Ford Ranger and I'm driving. I'm literally wearing like black clothes, like sweat. I had sweatpants on like a black hoodie. Mm -hmm. Sketchy. It just happened to be what I was wearing. But anyway, I started cutting this juniper (laughs) off of the hospital's property. I just like backed my truck up up because it was filled with these berries. And I swear- swear hand to heart that a cop drove by okay on this main oh road did a yui my knees <laughs> went weak i was like i'm going to go to jail for a for juniper <laughs> berries like that's what this was going to happen Stop. and he was just going no he went after somebody else but that oh incident was enough to just 
straighten me right up. You know, I was like, Lindsay, <laughs> get some morals. Okay. Let's not be so cheap. You're stealing from the biggest employer in the county. I think you need, oh, it's not my stealing. Gosh. My thing was like, I was always going to say, I have a horticulture degree. I'm just trimming. Yeah. It like, was I'm hanging over here. in here. Yeah, pretty- <laughs> they hired the anyway, local trimmer. <laughs> I just work after hours. I, I have another job. I was like, Lindsay, cash. Anyway, okay. Um, So I'll I'll refo. I'll focus myself. Something that I love that you do is you make those little uh, box wooden arrangements. Mm -hmm. Like, are there the birch boxes or something you use? They are so cute. And Mm -hmm. I we do a version of that, but it just seems like you really scale those. Like you sell quite a few, right? Yeah, we sell a lot of those, and I. I feel like I mean my local so as far as at the hardest part is sourcing the the little boxes and make so it's not a huge money maker but okay um I try to make people love them and so I try to at least make like 10 to 15 dollars on them. So I mean it's not bad. I guess it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um but the little birch containers can be like a tidge on the expensive side but they're very pretty and people like I have tried to do that cheaper and people don't resonate with other containers as much like I have like the metal accent decor uh Nora? Is it the Nora pots? Yeah. Or- mm-hmm. I yep. use those. Um, yeah, because you, you're the one who told me about those. Those are pretty. Mm-hmm. People love the birch. So like for me, my local wholesaler that has supplies and vases has those every year. So I typically call in like September and try and get as many as I can. So I mean, generally, I, don't, I mean, on our farm, we probably do 150 to 200 of those little guys. Um, and we do really small ones for like bathrooms. And people put them in there. It's just like they love it. It's like, oh, it just smells so good every time I go in my bathroom. And it's basically just everything I put in a wreath just made in an arrangement. It's very easy. I don't take the time to put any chicken wire in it. None of that. I just shove the stuff and arrange it in the in the little pot. So that works That works really good. It's does it have easy. a liner? It does. It, they do have liners. Mm-hmm. And do you yeah. put water in there or you just put the greenery straight in it? Yeah, no water. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, because you can. Yeah, you could tell them if they wanted to. Yeah, if they've got a yeah. liner in it. The only thing about those dang birch things is every once in a while those liners get holes in it, and if you're shoving stuff down in there without like a base in it. Yes. Um, it, you know the uh, you could do. Um, I know everybody has an opinion about foam, but you could do foam. Mm-hmm. You could do but, water, straight yes. water. Um, you could do chicken wire if you wanted, but you they really mm-hmm. kind of the nice thing about greeners they hold themselves up. You know, like once you yes. start shoving stuff in, it just like yeah. you don't have to do anything with them. Yeah. For me, the more components I was adding, the less profitable it became. So I was just trying yeah. to be – and I think people have the expectation that they last to Christmas and then beyond mm-hmm. that, they're kind of done with it. So for me, I've never gotten a complaint. If anything, people put them in their homes and they say like the winterberry will kind of get like a little shriveled by mm-hmm. Christmas. But – they're they're happy with it. People give them as gifts, teacher gifts, all kinds of little things. It's just very cute. So I have like three different price points, um, and I definitely sell the most of the smalls and the mediums. And they they literally take nothing to make, really. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a really good thing that we do. I, I like those a lot. Those do really well for us. Yeah, I like how tidy they are. There's just something so like <laughs> the way yours are like packed, and I just I, they're so cute. I yeah. love them. Thank you. And they're good hostess yeah, gifts. Like people are always looking for something like that too. So um, mm-hmm. that's how I 
this year I'm using more like gifting um, language around it because I feel like a lot of people give them as gifts. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of – but my local wholesaler, Accent Decor, um, is – you could like <laughs> – I could literally lose my happy home on Accent Decor. So I like really have to be very I know. <laughs> careful. I'm like, look, wait, look, 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 look. They just sent me a catalog and it's like going to be my yes, like coffee it. reading material. I'm like, what do I not need that I'm going to buy? <laughs> I know. If you guys do not get the Accent Decor catalog, I would definitely recommend it. It is so cute. If anything, I draw inspiration from it. Yes. Um, it's yeah. just they have the most unique containers. I do source wedding some wedding containers and stuff from it. There are some different things that we source from there that I just love and I feel like are irreplaceable. So that is one of my favorite mm-hmm. places to order containers. But like literally I could spend way too much money in accent decor. And I have. I have. I know. Spent way too much it's money. One thing, just a tip with those, the supply mm-hmm. chain issue is affecting everybody everywhere. Yeah. Um, so yes. – there is, if you set up an account with them, they do have, um, you know, a section on the website that you can filter it out and say what's in stock. Um, and then you'll see mm-hmm. this like gorgeous list shrink to like, what? Um, and they'll yeah. say like expected delivery date and then it keeps pushing out. So just know that in advance if you're trying to like hustle and mm-hmm. get something, shop from the like what's in what's in stock now yes. kind of thing. Yeah. And for Christmas stuff, I really do feel like my local wholesaler has – is it like – the most beautiful it's like the perfect like accent score has these really beautiful like white birch ones which i just love mm-hmm. the birch ones that i get from my wholesaler are more like brownish they're they're still pretty i mean for for my customers it's fine so i really do try to sort it's a little bit more affordable for me to just source it um with a local wholesaler mm-hmm. that way if we're talking about um that kind of stuff so um yeah. as far uh, also sourcing ring a wreath ring. So if you do have a clamp machine, um, do you, Maple Ridge Supply is that who you use, Linz? I use Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell okay, Wreath I'll Supply. Check them out. Yeah, okay. that's and they have uh, Mitchell has wreath tables like a wreath kit. Uh, mm-hmm. No, back it up. A wreath clamp table kit. Yeah. So like you can buy the clamp machine from them, and we just build it out of plywood, and we can we can put that. I can show my. Um, yeah, table. Yeah. You can build them in any way. You can build them um, into like a really big table and it's just one little corner piece to work off of, or you can build like a specific table just for that. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's super easy. We make all of our dried wreaths with the clamp machine too. So yes. um, yeah, it makes it go super, super fast. I hand tied everything for years because I didn't even know a clamp yeah. table existed. Um, so I feel like I'm so fast at it, but it's still not, yeah. there's, I, it doesn't touch the, the clamp table. It just goes so stinking fast. Yeah. You know, there's still prep work in it with cutting them down to size yeah. and you know, all those things, but yeah, Mitchell's and in like anything with the flower farming world, you're always thinking, you know, like we're already prepping for spring. I order yes. things and I do start my list in July, August, you know, like by yeah. August, I usually have my order mm-hmm. in to the wholesaler for what I need. Um, but that doesn't mean you still can't get these things now, but that's just like, mm-hmm. you know, normally that's how my season starts, um, you know, with yeah. looking when at like- what am I going to yeah. offer this year? What's going to be different? Mm-hmm. How are we going to, you know, those sort of things. So, Yeah. And it's so hard. It's like always at a time when you like can't bear to think about Christmas. Oh. You're always like, oh my God. 
I know. She, my, she'll send me like the pre-order list. I'm like, oh my God. Really? Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm cutting Celosia right now. Uh, oh, that's Get out of here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want, you want to talk ribbon? Because ribbon is like oh, for my customers. Yeah. <laughs> I personally hate it. I hate God. making bows. It, oh, I see. Hate, hate I like making bows. <laughs> <laughs> I just do in the e- – like I'll do it in the evenings, you know, yeah. if I'm going to yeah. be, I don't know, sitting around instead of yeah. watching TV um, yeah. or while watching TV. You can do it. So yeah. sourcing ribbon. Ribbon's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. For one, you don't have to do anything with ribbon. You can say to them, "No, like, look it up on YouTube." On. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I did think like I'll do a reel for here to on how to make a bow. Oh, I'll yes. do. A, I'm because yes. I, I need a refresher mm-hmm. every year. Okay, okay. Um, customers love them. Here's the thing: I used to. Get, I was so naive. I used to give choices. Don't give choices. Yeah. Okay. They'll no. say like, "Can you?" No. I don't. They don't even finish their I, sentence, and I'm like, "Nope, you can't." You don't like plaid? <laughs> Tough shit. Cut it off. Go go to Joanne Fabrics. Make your own bow. Um, everybody oh. loves that buffalo plaid. Uh, yes. So, so for sourcing ribbon, couple tips on this. Um, mm-hmm. Like. You can Michaels, the craft stores. There's lots of places that you can look to get them. On average, you need about three and a half yards to make a standard size bow. So when you're doing looking mm-hmm. at like the the spool, you can kind of see that like cost wise, it's a couple dollars just in ribbon um, at least, yeah. and then you still have your time to make it and the wire. So um, gobbling that stuff up after Christmas. You know, like whatever yeah. when stuff goes on sale, I have so, I have so much ribbon. I have just like totes and totes and totes of ribbon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I can manage to make a fifty a bow. Everybody makes a bow in a fifty person workshop without me drinking. Okay, yeah. really, all together. Oh, yeah, my god. Yeah. Do you pre make them for your workshops? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll have huh. Judd's dad, like, you know, he was like a Hort guy. Um, and yeah. he always did a Christmas business at his high school. They all did Christmas stuff. So he's like the bow making. So like him and I will sometimes work together and sit down. I pre-make him. I'm like, I I don't have the patience. I no. Yeah. People's fingers are like not doing what I'm just like, I I need I'm sorry, I need to step away. <laughs> just figure I, it out. It's so annoying. Or I'll like if they want a bow, I, I'll just like tie it like I'm tying shoes and make like a singular mm-hmm. bow, which I think is cute and modern as opposed to like the fluffy mm-hmm. bow. But people want yeah the fluffy bow. People sometimes. want the fluffy. But, yes. Last year I got fancy and I had like some velvety ribbons and stuff. I spent way too much money on that stuff. People like used it like they loved it. Um, but I don't think I made my money back on that kind of stuff. So I'm just mm-hmm. – so did you just pick mm-hmm. one style? Just one – just plaid? No. And that's it? No. This is oh. – I really should do that, but here's what I do for the wreath workshop, okay? Mm-hmm. Used to do that I would have the ribbon all laid out on a table and mm-hmm. they would come in and they would get so distracted because they want to grab the ribbon that they want. Yes. There's like this like, oh, yes. I see the ribbon I want and they would grab it. So now we cover it up. We lay it all out, but we cover it up. And then what happens is I tell them – 
We're not going to Black Friday shop each other and end up on CNN. Um, You're going to walk. I say this. I really do say this. You're going to be polite (laughs) and you're going to walk your ass. No, I don't say that. Walk over (laughs) and select the ribbon that you want. So we have so much ribbon. So they get to kind of shop it and they all like that because then – and then they – yeah. One thing I used to do was I did the bow making at the end, but this year I'm going to make it – I'm going to start – with the bow making, I think. So I'll have oh. their attention. They're all doing it at the same yes. time. Um, yeah. And so we can get that like kind of, I think that's the hardest part of the whole workshop. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, some of them give up. Some of them do give up. Yeah. And they just say, can you just do it for me? Yeah. that's <laughs> Some of them do. And then I yeah. have my the girls that work for me are walking around, you know, fluffing reeds. And, oh, okay. You know, that's kind of nice. My mom's like, I'm left-handed. My mom's always like, I'm like, mom, being left-handed has nothing to do with making a bow. There's so many. Oh, that's funny. Just- <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. A bow reel would be great. I need a refresher myself. I just, okay, I hate I'll it. I'll do I it. Hate, I hate it on so many levels. I just don't even want to include a bow. But I feel like for if you're paying $90 to do a wreath, I feel like it should probably include one. So. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. yeah, it always like there's like a scarcity thing with the ribbon. Like everyone's like, you know, eyeing the other person as ribbon, and then it's like Hunger Games Christmas ribbon. It, it is. I can't. I can't. It really is. I yeah, hate it. It really is. Everyone's about to. I, get I do just a plaid one mm-hmm. color standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you source from the same places that I was mentioning? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'll typically hit like Joann's or uh, when that – so like now and up kind of around Thanksgiving, I think they usually like run the, the ribbon like buy one, get two or something. They run a deal. I know our local Sam's Club has some like pretty big ribbon spools, like 50 yards, 100 yards. So I might get a few from there for like ones that I know people are going to like, like burlap mm-hmm. and buffalo plaid and a couple of those they have like a standard so I might do some of that this year but I've ordered from a couple like ribbon and it's pretty expensive so I do try to go to locally and find the deals on it there is a may art is a place online that sells ribbon they send coupons out so like usually in the fall around October they just did it like last week I think um and they run a sale where it's everything's 20 percent off the oh. what you have to look for with those like if you see a ribbon spool, is how much is actually on it. Some of those, you know, like Walmart and Lowe's and those places, yeah. they have a really big cardboard base. So it makes it look really full, but there's only 10 yards mm-hmm. on it or 12 yards. Whereas some of these ribbon companies, Mayart is one of them. Um, you get, you do get a lot more um, bang for your buck, I guess, with the amount of ribbon you get. Yes. Okay. So, um, to talk we could talk real quick about wreath workshops because this is definitely one yeah. of the most profitable things that we do and mm-hmm. when i first started i did a wreath workshop where everyone hand did their wreath like added the bunches and wired the wreath together and i feel like people got frustrated and it wasn't as fun as they thought so what i've learned over time is that people just want to decorate a wreath they just want to personalize it so um, that has simple. I feel like that's really simplified my wreath, my wreath workshops. Anyways, it's been kind of nice. So the way that we mm-hmm. kind of we order in, I know Lindsay, we I order in the bases, or if I do have extra greens that year, I'll make some extra bases if I need. Um, and then uh, we hot glue all of the little extras in. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
saying um, that's how we run our yeah. wreath workshops. We uh, it, it gives us it's less processing on our end. I know um, the yeah. hand tying side. I I know there's people out there that have like really fine tuned that process with like the specific yes. number of grains and you get those things. Um, and then, you know, but that's a lot of processing on our end. And mm-hmm. so you're right. They just want to like, we'll occasionally get somebody who's like, oh, I thought we were making a wreath. You know, I've got that yeah. a couple times, but I think our customers mm-hmm. now it's like, they just want to leave with something that's beautiful. Um, and 100%. this feels very doable. They're intimidated by making the whole wreath. Um, yes. So ordering in those fur bases, everything else that we send out aside from our wreath workshops, anything we send out, we make custom. It's just yes, how I want my that's signature good. style on it um, mm-hmm. versus the hot glued approach. To me, that's just like a way to get a lot of people in a workshop. Um, mm-hmm. and you can, you can sell more tickets in a, if you have the space, mm-hmm. uh, because it's very easy to manage on a large yes. scale versus like hand tying require, you would have to do less people cause there's going to be a lot more mm-hmm. guidance needed on your side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We use like those little glue pots. Um, I get some on Amazon. I know my wholesaler, my floral wholesaler sells them. Um, and so they're, so essentially they're picking out their ingredients. I kind of like create like a flower bar looking um, area that has like all the different ingredients, all the ingredients that I use, juniper berries, yuke, um, twigs, like anything that you can add in extra for a wreath. Um, they wire in a few things so like the dried fruit and stuff. They can wire some of that stuff in. Um, my wreath bases, some years they come with pine cones and some sometimes they don't, but I always have extra pine cones and some people love that to wire that kind of stuff in. But generally with some of the extra ads, they're just dipping the end of it into the glue and shoving it in their wreath. So it's it's pretty um, it's pretty easy peasy for people. And I think what for me, people just like want to come and like have Christmas music and talk and with their friends and people are buying these things in group. It's not necessarily about like learning a new skill. It's more about mm-hmm. can I just personalize something and, and make an experience out of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's a it's a fun it hits a really different market for us it's just a fun experience for them to get to like get mm-hmm. to know us and the farm and um we have some people that only really come around at christmas season you know like they just yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. love it um so yeah, yeah that's it's a fun wreath workshops are just a fun activity and it's like anything else with workshops you can get really um in the weeds with like spending money so i try to keep things super fun yeah. but like on a on a reasonable budget uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, just to keep those costs down. Um, so they still have a fun experience, but yeah, we set it up the same way. We use glue guns, um, like small, we'll do like mm-hmm. a clustered of like a, oh, like a power strip and then they plug in and, mm-hmm. and go from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I know people are going to ask us like, how do we know how much material? And it's kind of a guess you have to kind of do yes. it. Um, yes. It's kind it's just a get, it's just a gut feel. I don't know how to mm-hmm. answer that, unfortunately. Um, you know, you can kind of like, you could think like five pieces of this and 10 pieces of that. You could hand out yeah. material if you wanted to people, I guess. Um, but we just set it up like a flower bar, same mm-hmm. same way that you do. And they just kind of shop it. We lay um, pine cones out for them, like in the center of the wreath. Like I think we give them like five pine cones or something. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Because that was one thing too that we felt like was getting, you know, they were getting kind of hoarded. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my gosh. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I, I really love connecting with the customers that way. They have a blast. They really do. And I think that's really what it's all about. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. And I would definitely consider if you, that was something, if you are thinking about, Hey, how can I give my customers one more thing? And you want to keep working. Um, and you're not really like, ready for your deep winter's nap, which I would understand that completely. Um, th- it really extends our season just about three to four weeks um, for us. And if you're thinking about, you know, keeping employees on a little bit over the winter, it'd be a good way to give them some extra work um, and keep the visibility and branding for your farm out there too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a great way. Give us, give it a, give us a give shout a out shot. and let us know if yeah. you're going to try it. And if you've got your questions, of course, always pop in. We're happy to answer them for you. So, yep. All right, guys. Um, Thanks so much for joining us today for another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. And I know you might be tuning me out at this point because you're like, okay, they're wrapping up. The closing music's going to be starting. But hear me out. If you have a friend that does not know about our podcast, would you please do us a favor and just send our podcast their way. It would mean so much to us um, to kind of help us continue to grow the podcast and keeping you guys are keeping us inspired to create more content. Um, I know Shannon, we're just all the time like, oh, that would be such a great episode. You know, just yeah. like I would have wanted that, you know, all the calls that we're kind of reminiscing about that we had together, um, turning those into shows now to share with you has just been, um, it's been a really fun experience for us. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have not left us a review, uh, if you would head over to wherever you're listening to your podcast and leave us a review, it helps to get other people like yourself, us into their earbuds. And uh, each month we're doing a, we're choosing a uh, Dirt on Flowers Insider aka dirt bag, uh, to offer a 15-minute on-air coaching call with us. And we have one of those coming up, another one for you to listen Mm -hmm. in on. Uh, So if you want that to maybe be you, if you could leave us a review, we'll randomly select someone each month. Don't forget to head over to our Instagram at Dirt on Flowers. Drop us a comment and a message. We love hearing from you. And uh, thanks again, guys, for joining us. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. 